live. All right. I wasn't sure when to start when to start talking there. Uh, welcome back to Pores and Pixels. I am Tyler. And I am DJ. Yeah, no, we're going to be talking state of play tonight. Uh, that just happened yesterday, I believe. Maybe it was the day before that, but it was very recent. Last 48 hours for sure. And uh, then after that, we're just kind of going to give you guys uh, an update on some things we've been playing and uh, our thoughts around a handful of games. So um, stick around for that. But first, we are going to talk about our pours for tonight. DJ, what are you drinking? Well, I just finished a uh, double IPA from Southern Tier Brewing Company. It's just literally called Two Times IPA. Uh, that's when I was actually had that one. It was solid. It was solid. Yeah, that's not bad. My, yeah, my favorite of the the Southern Tier. I feel bad because Nate said Nate Perky Powell said this was his favorite company, so I had to keep giving it a shot. Maybe I got to develop the taste for it, but this one was pretty yeah. solid. And right now I'm going to open this. Southern Tier Brewing Company, eight days a week, which says it, it says it's uh, in, infinitely drinkable. It's a blonde it ale. Is. Yeah, that that is their um, not offensive, nothing special. You can crush a 12-pack of that kind of thing. No problem. Oh, well, here's taste. So, I don't know how I feel about that. <clears throat> <laughs> Your face is not positive, my friend. It's not. It's very light. Yeah, it's like it's, I think it's their take on like an American lager. It has an interesting aftertaste that I can't describe, but um, it's not. I can see how you can crush like a twelve pack of those, like no problem. It reminds me. Uh, I think it's in that same vein as like Founders, like all day IPA kind of thing. Yeah, except although that's an IPA, so it's got like a crispy freshness to it, and I don't remember that Southern Tier one having that. I think yeah, it's essentially Founders like an American has, lager. Founders has like a lot of pedigree. They've been around for a long time. They're so good. Um, This is on topic, but we're going to switch gears real fast. But something that um, I haven't even told you about, but I'm thinking about doing is we've got 32 breweries within 35 minutes of where I live. And so something I think I'm going to do soon is try and essentially go down the list of all of like these local breweries to me uh, and go get something from them and then drink it and talk about it on the show for my pour. So I might take a break from whiskey for a little while and start jumping into some local brews from the uh, Triangle, North Carolina, Raleigh, Durham area. Well, shit, if you're going to stop drinking whiskey and go to beer, I'm going to have to stop drinking beer and go to like White Claws or something. gin, dude. Fuck. You got to start. You got to jump in. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you should do an entire winter segment of uh, just hard seltzer. Oh my god, I I hate hard seltzer. One, it makes you feel like shit. It fucks your stomach up. But there's like so many different brands, and they all are essentially the same. And people yeah. will claim that one brand is better than the other, but in reality, yeah. it it's. I the haven't same. figured out who they like. I haven't figured out who they're for yet. Because I know dudes that love to drink beer who all of a sudden when those got popular were like, these are the best in the world. I'm like, well, do you just like enjoy getting drunk then? Because like it doesn't taste like beer. It's not supposed to, obviously. But like if it's just like, hey, this is supposed to essentially be like alcoholic LaCroix, then it's like just take a shot of vodka or something and drink LaCroix. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know. I, know. It, I, haven't, I just am not sure what the purpose is. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like we need that market filled. I mean, and clearly I'm wrong about it. It's like a probably a huge market, million dollar market now. Yeah, but yeah, I will say I even that. saw one the other day that tried to take like a really manly spin and it was called like ranch water. And I'm like, if you're a dude, oh, well, ranch water has been around and you're for like, a while. So like, ranch water, how, not how the, long? the company, but like the drink itself. I believe there's a drink. Like a you know old fashioned type, like an actual like cocktail that's called a ranch water. Oh, it sure. could be wrong. No, this is a this is a canned. Yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about company that. making seltzer, and I'm like, if you're a dude and you're like, I'm gonna be the toughest guy around. Let me go grab myself a ranch water. It's like eh, you could have just yeah. you know. I will say just that. be confident in your decision, man. <laughs> grab a white claw like the rest of us. Yeah. So my my cousin owns a brewery in Michigan. A uh, decently successful brewery in Michigan, and he had a hard seltzer on tap, and I was like, mm-hmm. giving him shit about it. I was like, "Why, why, why are you doing this?" And he's like, "Was like one, uh, it sells like all the time. 
not a problem selling it. Sure. Uh, two, yeah. it is the cheapest alcoholic drink to brew, period. Like he's like, uh, it's I really easy and that. it's really cheap. I yeah, like, I wonder if the price, the like the profit mar- margins on it are just through the roof for some of these companies that are making it by the vat, you know. The way he told talked to me about it, he basically it's so much cheaper than brewing beer, and it it probably outsells his beer, so he probably makes more money off that than the actual Interesting. beer. Interesting. Okay. Well, in that case, I get it. Then that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's the thing that might be coming your way soon is some local North Carolina breweries. Um, we've got, like I said, so many of them, and a lot of them are really good. So, yeah. Um, what are you drinking tonight? Anyway, tonight, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just drinking a uh, Jack Daniels Bonded. So this is a uh, new in their lineup. They they put this out with another uh, whiskey called uh, Triple Mash. Um, I believe it was last year, but these were. Brand new releases from them, and this is not age stated. Um, but for it to be bonded, it has to be at least four years old, uh, and like um, matured in a government. Like, there's a bunch of rules they have to hit, but the the rickhouse has to be like up to par to this government spec for it to be considered literally like legally bonded whiskey. Hmm. Um, hundred proof, and. Uh, I want to say this is actually probably a little bit overpriced. Jack Daniels is is uh, traditionally not known as being like like a really fine whiskey. Although I would argue that their single barrel Tennessee bourbons and their uh, single barrel rise, um, some of those barrels are amazing. And their barrel proof whiskey that they make is probably one of the better values, more readily available values in barrel proof bourbon. So if you're into like really really high proof bourbon. Um, that's a good one, and you can get it basically everywhere for sixty bucks or so, which a lot of times those are hard to find and really expensive. So, um, but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, going to be working on this tonight, and maybe we'll finish the bottle off. Who, who knows? So, cheers. Anything is, yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Anything is possible. For real. Southern. Don't recommend people, trying man. to whisper. What? Don't try and whisper with whiskey in your mouth. I almost choked on that. <laughs> It was almost a disaster. <laughs> Sorry. Just, oh, man. If anyway. you were to like, uh, like puked. Yeah, I almost live. spread the camera oh, there, dude. That would have clipped that so fast. <laughs> there would have been a short about yeah, it. Yeah, we would have gone, gone viral on that. Oh, man. You, oh, you guys should do that. Maybe I should drink some donkey juice on your one day and see, <laughs> see what happens. Oh, shit. All right, man. Well, let's, uh, let's get into this. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, two days ago now, uh, Sony came out with their September state of play. Um, it's kind of lackluster. There were some pretty interesting things. Um, but we're going to, where were your hopes at for it? I, I mean, in my fantasy world of my Sony hopes and dreams, there would have been a a days gone Two. uh, there would have been a ghost of Tsushima (laughs) Two. um, you know, stuff like that, but um, it wasn't super disappointing. There was definitely some stuff I didn't give a shit about. Like, uh, they announced a new controller. Like, I'm, I don't care about controllers. Um, they would yeah. announce like, some VR stuff for uh, Star Wars. I had zero interest in that. Nope. The VR two yep. stuff I do think is interesting. I'm keeping an eye on it, but I've never, um, I've never owned VR and. I don't feel like, and I, this could be completely from ignorance. So if I'm totally wrong about this, somebody find one of our ways to get in touch with us, whether it's on Twitter or whatever, and blast me so that I can upgrade my knowledge. But um, I, I feel like a lot of times VR games don't get like the polish and love that other games do. Like I think the selling point is that it's VR. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so um, they just they don't. There's there's nothing there to like really set its hooks. Um, and get my get my interest going. I, I don't know a whole lot about developing games, but I would assume that gameplay elements in VR games is extremely extensive compared to like non VR games. Because I feel like there's there's added variables that non VR games you know don't have to deal with that VR games do. Yep. And I think 
You mean like mechanics and systems and stuff? Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. I feel like a lot of time is probably focused on that. And then when it comes to like the graphical part of it or a little, you know, little things here and there, they don't have probably the time or the resources. Do an episode on that sometime. Should find a dev who's worked on a VR game and be like, what is that like? <laughs> like, teach us because we have no idea. That's true. We actually have one on the books but he's not coming on to talk about VR. Maybe he is, and he doesn't know it yet. More uh, on that later. Maybe we'll have him, have him come <laughs> yeah. back. But anyway, um, so yeah, I, I would I would say I agree with your assessment. I think that I saw a couple of things that made me raise my eyebrow, but otherwise, like the stuff that I would really want to see from Sony uh, didn't make the list. Also, Bloodborne's probably not ever going to PC. So we'll Yeah, see. Bloodborne 2 would have been, you know, great <laughs> <laughs> yeah. remaster 4k 60 fps yeah um, something please but yeah I, I, so i would say the things that i think people are probably super pumped about probably tekken i think there's a lot of people that are very into fight games um tekken 8 is a big release i saw our good friend jacob uh simpson from uh interactive or from void um earlier today uh oh, tweeted yeah, about so. how happy he was to see that and um I, I get it. Like I, I know that those games are really near and dear to people. Um, I think for myself, of all the games that I saw, triple um, A polish wise, like that probably looked the best to me. Um, if you don't count Ragnarok, yeah, I would say that one probably looked the best to me. And I think I might would pick it up to play it, but um, it wouldn't be like a day one release for me. I played Tekken as a kid, and so it would probably be more so for nostalgia. I'm not, like I said, really not super big into fighting games, but um, I don't know. It, you don't, they're not really your thing either, right? I can say that I, I watched the gameplay of it. Looks good. Sure. I mean, yeah, people who like fighting games are probably super excited about it, and I, I have nothing bad to say about it. It's just not my style of games. Um, yeah. I played like Mortal Kombat before, but the only. Honestly, the only reason those games like would interest me is because of, you know, the fatalities and whatnot. They're yeah, all the X-ray uh, yeah. finisher moves and stuff. Yeah, that's probably the fighting series that I've played the most of. Um, and I, I agree with you. I think that you know th- those have a special place for a lot of folks. But um, we'll see. I think Tekken Eight is going to be a lot of fun, and it looks really good. And I think that fans of the genre are super pumped about it. Um, moving along to the the next game that i think kind of made our list of interest was um rise of the ronin and i think that this game looks like it has the most potential to surprise me um based on what i saw it's immediately interesting to me because of the setting um love a good samurai game we've obviously talked about how much we both love ghost of tsushima several times on the podcast um I would not want to be them on review day because of the um, there's some clear similarities, obviously. And I, I do think that whether or not these games were even trying to be the same, I think they're going to get compared. But uh, based on what we saw, I think there's enough there to set it apart as well with the time period being, um, you know, a little bit closer to modern times. Like there's guns and steamships and stuff like that, for example. That should play into combat. Um, it looked like it, it did I, in the trailer that we saw. Yeah, I watched so, the one of the, the main character stab some guy in the chest and then shoot him in the chest. And then, oh, with like, the bayonet <laughs> or with the, uh, the the musket? Yeah, that was sick. Yeah. Like stabbed the guy in the chest and then whipped it out and uh, completely cleared out his ear canal. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That that, that was a that was a cool clip. Yeah, it tickled me in a really good way. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun one. There was another uh, samurai game there that they showed off that uh, I think is probably a big deal to some folks. Uh, it's the first time that it's being released outside of Japan, is my understanding. Um, it's a Yakuza title, um, but not for me. Not really so, something I'm interested in. Looked a y- little arcadey for my taste. Yakuza games are here, and there is a there is a following about them. But I don't the, think this particular title has ever been released outside of Japan, is what I was saying. No, but Yakuza games have been, and they're notorious for... I mean, they're good games from whatever. I've never played them. They never interested me, but I've heard great things about the story and the gameplay, but they're very like arcadey. Um, yeah. But, I mean, this game, 
the fact that they showed two samurai games at state of play and then you have where winds meet which is not a samurai game because it's in china but you know it's um it's kind of bold i wonder if they knew about that because if you look at the yakuza trailer and you look at the rise of the ronin trailer just from looking at the trailers you know what game is probably gonna be better you know what I'm saying? Uh, I agree with that. I, you know what, though, is something interesting is like as you're bringing that up, I almost wonder if they're trying to capitalize on how well Ghost of Tsushima did. Like, I bet you there's been a bunch of studios that have had the idea of making like a cool samurai game on their plate for a while. But prior to Ghost of Tsushima, I don't know how successful a lot of those titles have been. Like the Neo games. Um, are kind of like the Soul series in a way. Um, I actually think they're way harder if you've ever played them. I think I people I say, oh, Dark Souls is so hard. If you want to play a hard game, pick up one of the Neo titles. I've wanted to, um, but I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I have a buddy of mine that let me borrow them. Uh, I never bought them, but he let me borrow them, and I played both on PS5. Um, probably played more of Neo 2 than I did Neo 1, but I thought the combat was a lot of fun. But the game is really hard. Um, anyway, that said, I, I wonder if if the reason that you're starting to see a kind of a surge of of um, samurai games without that mix of like um, fantasy in there, yeah, is um, is because of the success of Ghost of Tsushima. Like that game was one of the most well received games from Sony to my knowledge, ever, uh, in, you know, recently. And I, I imagine it's probably going to be a while before we see any more from Sucker Punch on that. So, um, you know, maybe maybe Sony's like, hey, we need to get some more Samurai content out there, guys. What we got, what we got in the pipeline? Well, I will say um, this. I will uh, say... Oh, go ahead. Rise of Ronin is not... This was just a like an announcement trailer. This game is three years down the line. I think it, it's coming yeah. out 2025. So there's still a long time. So it's, I, I agree with that, which is good. That's fine. I hope because they're trying to fill two shoes. They're trying to fill your Ghost of Tsushima shoe, and they're trying to fill an Assassin's Creed shoe because it, there's similarities to both games in Rise of Ronin. And if they succeed in what they're trying to, you know, get, it's gonna be fantastic. If they don't, I didn't though, see any gameplay similarities in the trailer. The only oh, thing did? that I can say that I thought immediately was like, "Oh, that that looks like Assassin's Creed's when the guy jumps off the building with the little glider thing." But like the combat that they showed, um, the, I, you could draw some light. In my opinion, you could draw some light similarities between the two, but um, it didn't give me AC vibes really outside of that shot where the guy jumps off with the glider that, oh, that man. looked straight out of an Assassin's Creed game to me. Just the first shot when they're zooming out and it goes up and he's standing on like the cliff looking down on the city that gave me AC vibes. Like, see, I immediately thought of ghost of Tsushima in that shot. Um, really kind of like looking out over the Vista. I mean, granted it's different cause there's no cities really in ghost of Tsushima, but, um, it reminded me of the state of play trailer that sold me on PlayStation. And that was the ghost of Tsushima kind of like cinematic trailer. They had a guy literally playing um, like a traditional Japanese reed flute. I, I'm sure that's not what it's called, but that's what it looks like to me. Um, and there, he just like kind of walks out on this grassland and is like out looking over this Vista with like the straw hat. Um, and it was like the same type of aesthetic. Um, as far as the character and stuff goes. So yeah, that, that was, that was kind of the, um, similarity that my mind drew on no, that man, shot. Not. Either way though, they've, if they succeed, it's going to be amazing. Right. But if they don't, it's going to be a really, really long fall down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I think if they do really well, uh, it's only good for consumers, right? And so yes. I hope this game is absolutely amazing. Um, if they don't, then I have to find something else to play, right? Like maybe I'll go replay Ghost of Tsushima again. Who knows? Always <laughs> a good idea. Ghost of Tsushima yeah. um, is amazing. So the other one, uh, this next title, I think that you 
were probably more drawn to than I was just based on our conversations about it so far. But talk to me a little bit about um, Pacific Drive and kind of what jumped off the screen at you. So when I first saw, I was watching State Play and I saw the trailer, the announcement trailer for uh, Pacific Drive. One, it instantly kind of gave me uh, like Days Gone vibes by the world because they're definitely in the Pac Norwest. Um, obviously specific drive right and then days gone is, is in oregon which is right there back northwest but same thing happened to me by the way i thought when the trailer first started i was like oh my god did they just keep this secret like is this about to be like a huge dlc or a sequel or what but i wasn't so lucky yeah right we can only wish that for a second days gone but uh that in it's a survival game which i'm a big fan big fan of survival games and it's it's centric around the car, and there's a lot of car gameplay. But from what I've read, there's also you know like first person like on foot gameplay, and essentially, uh, I'm probably gonna mess this up because there's not a whole lot of information about the game. But um, every day is every time you go out for a drive in the car, you're basically trying to get out of this area and this crazy whacked out area but it it's every every time you go out it's different so it's 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 sounding like it's somewhat procedurally generated which is interesting um it's not and not like completely random like uh um no man's sky or something like that or minecraft you know something there there does seem like to me there seems to be some structure to it holy shit words um <laughs> and that is interesting but it looks, I don't know, it looks, I think it looks great, and it definitely caught my eye, and it's something we've never seen before, and I I, I hope they succeed, and we're, we're currently in talks with the, the founder of the studio, who's also the game director and the lead game designer, and possibly going to get them on the show uh, next week, which would be fantastic, because um, we, we like to talk about games and we have to get people on the show who worked on games that we actually like we don't like to you know just talk about people and games that we have no interest in you know like one of us has to have some kind of interest in the game for them to be able to come on and yeah i agree with that i I think um based on that right like i i think i'm 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 not as excited about it as you are for sure um i think that it would be really great to have some more information about the game and to kind of talk through, um, you know, from a developer standpoint, like what are they trying to do with the game? Because um, based on what I saw already, I do think it looks really unique. I'll give them that. I think that that's certainly like no questions asked. I've never seen a game where you're supposed to drive, you know, across a, a vast area as like a, Hey, this is the game. This is what you're doing. And you need to survive through kind of roguelite, this is going to be different every time. And, um, you know, the, the procedurally generated world and that sort of thing. But, um, I know you mentioned earlier, you think that a fair bit of the game is probably going to be outside the car as well. And that wasn't really shown in the trailer. The, the bit that was shown outside the car, it looked like kind of like a cinematic trailer to me. Yeah. Um, so from what I've read, so, it's going to be, um, it's going to be, like you go out with your car is like you're essentially your hub and like you have to keep your car going, right? Cause that's your, that's mm. how you move, you transport, but you have to be able to go out into the world to like scavenge and find resources to, so you if know, you had to guess, work. like you, you think you're going to be out there looking for, you know, belts and spark plugs and I would assume hey, we got to find gas, that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, I would assume shit like that, but also like, I'm no, I don't know this for sure, but, um, stuff to for your characters to survive words are mm. not coming good right now uh, but uh yeah i'm i hope i hope it succeeds with what i've read about it the trailer didn't show all the information about the game and i hope that when we have them on the show we can get into some of the nitty-gritty i know they're it's still early this is the first time they announced it um, they've been working on this game for three years before they announced yeah, it, I'm, which I think was yeah good. That's a, that's a good sign for me, right? They've been 
they've already made like a, a project for three years before they actually like, hey, yeah, by the they're, way, they're, we're making some this. effort into this already. Yeah, yeah. They got skin in the game kind of thing. Yeah. And they have. I think it would be good um, to get more information out on it. Like I said, I, I, I'm a bit reserved about it. Uh, currently, for me, it looks like something that looks interesting, but I probably wouldn't play it just on, based on the trailer. Um, but that said, I would love to know about like, you know, what, what game systems and what, what, what mechanics are going to be there that maybe we didn't see in the trailer, because, you know, if you're going to spend more time outside the car and there's going to be a survival game kind of built around the driving, um, that does sound a bit more interesting to me. And I'm sure that I'm not the only person in the world that feels that way. So maybe it'd be a good conversation to, to have. Yeah. Um, I thought, and I just fucking lost it because I'm all the okay. Um, here. <laughs> we, we can come back to it later. Um, uh, the other, obviously, like, colossal elephant in the room was God of War Ragnarok, and outside of having a stupid fucking limited edition controller that has wolves on it, for whatever reason, um, they showed a new trailer. It's a trailer. The game looks amazing. It's gonna look amazing. Everyone knows that. We just want to get our hands on it already, so I'm really not gonna spend a lot of time talking about it. I can't wait to play the game. Um... I'll probably go through another playthrough of God of War sometime soon. Maybe actually I'll play it on PC because I've only ever played it on PS4. I haven't played it on PS5 since the upgrade. Um, and it probably plays really well on PC. So um, maybe I'll, I'll give that another run through. But I'm super pumped about it. And I don't think there's really anything more that can be said about a game of that caliber. Like this is a behemoth from Sony that is launching... Um, early november i believe i don't remember the exact date but yeah i will i did not watch the trailer and i won't because i'm trying to go in i'm trying to go in vanilla as possible because i want i don't want any hints like oh i saw that in the trailer when i'm playing and i want to be completely like fresh eyes going into it when i first play it because i've i've never played a god of war game this one's supposed to be. Oh, crazy. dude, you got to play. You got to play the other one before this one, though, because this. Oh, I'm going to. Ragnarok's it's a direct a, sequel. Yeah. Yeah, it's on my my to do list. There's a, a whole list of games that I need to play, but um, that is <laughs> it, it. That is on my my to do list to do before the game comes out, and I'll probably do that like probably the week, maybe two weeks before uh, mm-hmm. the launch of Ragnarok, just so it's still fresh when I actually play it. And since I have not Good seen idea. a single trailer. For God of War Ragnarok, I'm trying to set myself up for the the best gaming experience that I can even possibly think of. If it's yeah. disappointing, as someone, it well, won't be. I guarantee. I it. hope not. It's not going to disappoint you. As someone who has seen the trailers and has played the other game, I think the thing I'm most excited about is literally just like visiting new locations and exploring um, the world they built because it looks different enough from the first game that it it will be like a brand new adventure. The combat system in the first one was uh, shockingly really deep. Like when you first start playing the combat system, you're like, oh, this is like fine, whatever. But I mean, you have like a an axe that you can throw and then it comes back to your hand like fucking, you know, Thor's hammer, like a Mjolnir kind of thing. Yeah. And that never gets old. That's always fun throughout the entire game. Um that's going to continue. Plus, there looks like a bunch of new cool stuff that you can do with combat. And I think I saw something about a greatsword, which we've never had in a God of War game, to my knowledge. Um, so I'll be excited to get my hands on that and cut things in half. But um, yeah, I think if you don't watch any of the footage and you just know, like, the quality's going to be there. You could literally watch nothing about this game and pre-order it today and be in good hands, I think. Uh, and I'm not normally a fan of pre-ordering games, but, I mean... If a company's earned their track record, then why not? Yeah, there are very few companies nowadays that only can, a handful of those. Yeah, like we've talked, I talked about a couple of them on the show, and we could probably do an entire episode about just that one subject about like when a company really says, "Hey, we we have this game, pre-order it," and you're like, "Mm-hmm," like done, like yeah, ain't many. The, the whole exactly. I honestly, this is going to sound crazy. I don't know if I would pre-order the next Elder Scrolls game based on what I've seen out of Bethesda in the last five years. Really? Like, what? what, yep. what? And I'm a fucking huge Elder Scrolls fan, but what, I just like... What have you seen a lot of Bethesda in the last five years? I think Fallout 76 at launch was a fucking disaster. Um, 
a Fallout game with no NPCs, like what kind of story narrative based game are you going to have if people just have to read text boxes the whole time? You know what I mean? And it literally took people with like pitchforks and torches before they were like, oh shit, we should probably put some NPCs in here. Um, um, but I mean, I was in defense. Yes. I'm still skeptical of Starfield too. Like I, it'll, I'll have to see, I'm not going to pre-order it. I might buy it day one, but I'm going to wait till I see some damn reviews. Oh man. Can you imagine if the day Bethesda falls? Oh God. What a horrible day that will be. I mean, yeah, it makes me sad, man, but it has happened to a lot of companies that, you know, you love and it, I think continues to because people realize, oh, if we do this, we can make money even though that might not make the best game in the world. So I, I, I hope that the next Elder Scrolls game is as good as we've all imagined since 2011. Yeah, let's um, hope that Bethesda has made enough money from selling Skyrim to each player 15 eight times. times. To me, all, by the yeah, way. I bought they've him, sold it to me all of those times, yeah. Yeah, I bought, him like, I bought Skyrim like four or five times now. I don't even, mm-hmm. I'll probably buy it again before Elder Scrolls 6 comes out, so like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> They make PS5 version. I'm like, okay, here's my money. Yeah, they already have one of those. So here's my money. <laughs> Pony up. Yeah, <laughs> that's when I bought it last. But yeah, no, I know what you mean, and I, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see. But anyway, um, I tell you what, let's let's jump into uh games that we're playing like now. So we'll just give you guys an update on some of the stuff that we're playing uh, currently, and kind of our thoughts around some of those games. Um, some of them you've probably played because they're really popular and a couple of them you may not have and uh, we can tell you a little bit about them so um i'll kick it off dj i know that you and i both played um traders in salem recently at the behest of our friend bishop from a couple of episodes ago um what are your thoughts around the game and then i'll i'll maybe give you some of mine i like it i think i played we played among us and among us is is fun with friends. I don't know. I don't understand how people can go in into Among Us or Traders of Salem because they're essentially like the same, but like by themselves and just joining like a random lobby. Like that sounds so lonely to be able to do that. Right? I'm sure it is. You probably get ganged on a lot. Yeah, but um, I think Traders of Salem takes the cake out of those that that style of game. Um, because of like the special abilities and, you know, there's a whole lot of like different variables that Among Us doesn't have that it makes it harder to find out who the actual bad guy is, right? Much deeper experience, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's a far, um, far more complicated experience, but because of that, like once you get the hang of it, I think it's a, a better game. I think it's yeah. an evolution of Among Us. It's a good time too. I remember I, uh, I forgot the name of the person, but I cloned them. And we were standing right next to each other, and like I just killed the somebody. The disguiser, you you cloned Lolo like six times, yeah. Yeah, and I just like killed somebody like right in front of her, as her, and I think in front of somebody else too. And then was like, like they're like, oh, uh, one of the Lolos killed somebody. So I'm like, obviously, well, she's obviously the bad guy then. <laughs> like, Clearly the bad yeah. guy. Hanger, do it. I also think no, the like, I, whole I, trial thing is pretty cool. Like how you can you know convict someone of being the traitor, and then like they give it, they have a chance to like state their piece and defend themselves. <laughs> yeah. and write. Any last words? Yeah, from yeah, the before they get, hilarious before they get hung. I, I don't think I've ever seen somebody actually get off the noose because of that. Most of the time, you put someone on the noose. Like uh, oh. I saw one person make that happen, and I think it was in a game where. I don't actually know if you were there or not, but Bishop and and uh, and I and a couple other folks that we've played with played in a like public server, and um, some guy who was a, a a vampire character, like his little like his skin, he was a vampire character. He uh, he was on trial, and they ended up letting him go, and it was just like weird because the whole concept of like a a witch trial in Salem, and the guy literally being a visually like. A vampire. You can see he's a vampire, and they're like, "Nah, he's probably fine." I was like, "Yeah, okay, that checks." But um, yeah, I agree with you. That game's been a lot of fun. It was kind of a um, a surprise to me. I've never even I'd never heard of it, and it's not the first game. I think they had a, another one previous to that, um, that was a similar concept. Um, but 
I had a lot of fun with it. And like we said earlier, I think it was basically just an evolution of Among Us with some cool uh, abilities. And um, it's more character driven, not in like a narrative way, but in a gameplay way. Like every character has, yeah, like a specific role, like a hero character, essentially. Uh, both on the good side and the bad side. So like the townsfolk and the, uh, what do they call them that? Do you remember? Townies? No, the townies are the townsfolk and then the the bad guys. I forget what they're called. But The traders. Is it traders? Yeah. It's probably traders. It's got to be. It's got to be traders in Salem. <laughs> I think you're right. Um, but yeah, both both sides, like everybody kind of has their own superpowers. Um, and if you use them correctly, like, you know, your your team has a good chance at winning. So fun game and it's super cheap so uh also it like fully released today uh september the 14th was when we were recording this and uh it released full out of beta uh this afternoon so go check it out it's not super expensive and it's a, a good time with friends yeah it's like it's like two dollars right it was three dollars previously i don't know however if they changed the price based on full release maybe they did couldn't say but if it's it's sub free. 10 bucks it's free it's a good time it's, it's free. free right now yep go download it it's, it's a fun it's time with friends. free on steam all you got to do is find friends just like fucking D. it's the hardest part yeah right i think that's um, a perfect game to get like wrecked. moderately drunk to and then stream <laughs> it i think we're i think next time we play we're just gonna stream it on both sides <laughs> just just for the fuck of it right just man we'll just stream it I have to buy a really, really shitty smashable beer for that. That'll be fun. Like Rolling Rock or something. Or uh, Southern Tears, eight days a week, blonde ale. Yeah. <laughs> Send us money. This video right? is not sponsored. <laughs> this video is not sponsored. The, Definitely the way, not the way you this. did that in that shot, it looked like you were doing yeah. an ad spot. It was so funny. <laughs> like, hey. You got to make <clears> sure <throat> as you drink it, you're smiling. Like, almost yeah. like someone just caught you in a busted out laugh, you know? Yep, there we go. Not eight days by. a week. It doesn't taste yeah. like absolute shit. It'll get you laid. Does um, <laughs> Dave Chappelle think? It'll get you drunk. You'll be fucking bad bitches in no time. Drink, uh, bitch. We're gonna, they probably have copyright on that, bro. Oh, probably. Not uh, that phrase, whatever. Dave ain't going to come after it, us. It's from Chappelle Show. Go check it out. Their content, not ours. How's that? Already anyway, um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Vermintide 2, Warhammer game. Uh, first oh. time we've ever played it. Having a fucking blast. And I know that that game is a little older, but man, does that scratch an itch. Oh, yeah, it does. It's so good. Um, it That whole, like, uh, Left 4 Dead itch of just, like, mowing down zombies, but with, like, a great sword and, like, an axe. Like, it, Yeah, it's, it's like a high fantasy version. Well, dark fantasy version of Left 4 Dead. Yeah. And I feel like the environments are really good. So the level design is good because it is it is linear, right? That's the whole concept of the game. But there are like different uh, paths, and it, it kind of encourages you some to light take, exploration. Yeah, it t- encourages you to do so because there's different like tomes and stuff you can get to I- increase your uh, your chest level, right? For lack of a better word, and increases and loot quality. Loot quality. That's the word that I could not think of. Um, but man, is it Every time that little horn goes off and all those big hordes come, I have a big shit eating grin on my face and just swing it. Yeah, you, you can hear all the like, yeah, and you're like, oh yeah, come on, boys, let's go. God, I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like Bishop and Allie think we're crazy because every time that horn goes off, we're like, fucking lawnmowers, do it, yeah, get get out of my way, get out yeah. of my way. It's uh, a, yeah, oh, no, it's it's a blast. Crazy. I would say there's probably not a whole lot really to talk about there. It's not like an overly deep game. There's um, you pick a character, your character has like special abilities. You play with the character, and as you level up with the character, you unlock like new specialty versions of that character. Um, and then it's loot based. So like as you play, you can increase the difficulty level, and the higher you go, the better loot you get up until you get to a max power level. Um, we haven't finished the game yet. We're still kind of working through our first playthrough. Um, but if for anyone who hasn't played that game, uh, it's on a pretty good sale, I think, on Steam. Um, and I highly recommend, if, if that type of gameplay sounds interesting to you and you haven't checked it out, 
um, go for it. It's a lot of fun. And truthfully, uh, it's beautiful too, which is shocking. Cause like I said, I think it's a little bit older. Maybe it's not, maybe I'm way off with that, but I know it's not a new game and, uh, it's beautiful. Like looks really, really good. Uh, and I've never been so excited to crush goals in my you know, life. We picked so, it up. It so. was like $6 on steam. I just checked that sale has ended, but it's still only $30. And I would, I would say that is a, that's a $60 game. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, right. It's only thirty bucks right now, and it's it it is older. So, I'm sure if you wait a couple weeks, maybe a month, I came out twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, so damn four years. It'll probably yeah. go on sale again at some point, right? That's just kind of what happens on Steam. Older games, yeah. Go on keep sale an eye out for it. If you see it on sale, buy now, kind of thing. That's yeah. a it's a really fun one. I can't believe that's a 2018 game and that 2018 was that long ago. Like I was thinking about that earlier because we're both, I mean, we'll talk about this. Actually, hell, let's talk about it now. It's next on the list. Oh, no, we're supposed to talk about it now. It's perfect. Um, So we're both playing Red Dead Redemption 2 right now um, for like the third or fourth time. And uh, that's also a 2018 release. That game is so fucking good. Um, Excuse my French. Not that I haven't already blown that whistle today (laughs) on the show. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but uh it really is it's so, it's so good. good dude and it it does not feel like it's four years ago no it doesn't because it's still it looks amazing the gameplay is still amazing i mean it's still in my mind it's still it's, outranks dude it's top three most immersive yeah. best games i've ever played it's so good there's all these little things and the, the immersion is like just so good the story is amazing the graphics are really good the world is Oh, extremely well built. I mean, it's, it's it's damn near perfect, and we talked I can't about think it. of a problem with it. If I'm being honest, no, I can't. Like, can you I'm, think of something where you're like, "Oh man, like I wish this was different"? Because I can't. I, if I, I mean, if I really nitpick, I'd I'm have sure. to really nitpick it. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people complained that it was like slow, and we talked about this the other night on our buddies' podcast. But it it the slowness. Almost adds to the immersion of it. Well, right? it adds to the yeah, it's exactly bro. It adds to the realism. Like this guy is a, I imagine, forty-ish year old cowboy who lived pretty hard. Like definition of a cowboy, not like the cowboy you hear in country songs. Like cowboy back in those times was like essentially a gangster, like organized crime. He was a cowboy, not this fucking douchebag driving like a john deere or some shit like that uh maybe cowboy is actually a bad term because i think cowboy i think of cattle and i don't think they were doing much cattle work other than stealing it right i think they were outlaws it's probably yeah, well, the no only... like the cowboys were outlaws cowboys had nothing to not do with cattle like the actual like definition of it like cowboys mm-hmm. were the mafia essentially Interesting. I have to look into that because I would have sworn that cowboys were like literal, like, hey, we're going to go drive cattle for a living kind of thing. What the hell they call those people? I don't know. Cattle fucks? I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fucking sallies. Who knows, dude? Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, I I think uh, if if I was to, to try and figure out like what would I change about that game? I like here's here's something that's stupid, but I was thinking about the other day because I I'm a Cattleman Revolver fan. I know you said you're a Schofield guy for most of the game. Yeah, until you get um like I'm using Flaco's uh revolver right now. I don't remember which one that is. He's the he's the dude you you uh one of the uh gunslingers you fight. He's up in the mountains, on the lake. Oh, like on the frozen pond. Yeah, yeah. So that's a special edition Cattleman. I know what you're talking about. That gun is the gun that I use, the starter pistols, essentially. I upgrade them as far as you can, and then I customize them how I want them and use them the whole game. But I do wish that they hit a little bit harder. So outside of using express cartridges, uh, and I do like that there's like different ammo choices in the game, but I wish that you could do like um, like a caliber swap, big bore kind of thing. Like It'd be fun to be able to take your favorite pistol and then like do a caliber thing like okay like let me do like a 38 or 357 or a 45 long colt or a 44 mag but then like have pros and cons for each that would have been cool the way they did it totally fine no complaint there 
But like that's something that like as someone who's into firearms, I could nitpick if I wanted to. Yeah. I'm sure there there are people in the world who have a list of things they would like to change in that game. But Mm -hmm. any of the major gameplay elements, if you change them, the picture wouldn't be complete. Right. It wouldn't be what it is today. Um, like, yeah, even, I agree. yeah, right. It's just one of those, that game is, man, it might be my number one, like replaying I w- it. I wish there was a bigger benefit to camping and sleeping and stuff because you don't really have to do it. You can. Well, and what I know kind that of benefit like, in real life do you get from camping or modern day camping? You're just, you know, it's like a vacation type deal, but. No, no, and I'm but I'm saying like people literally can play that game and basically like unless you just want to pass time, you don't have like a real reason to go to bed. Like, your cores will drain, but you can always eat food and take shots of whatever, right? And they'll go right back up. So like you could go on like an eleven day bender essentially and not ever sleep in the game. And I because I love the immersion and the realism, I'm someone who like will go to the mountains and go hunting all day. And the second that it starts to get dark, I'll be like, Oh shit. Like, let me go set camp. Right. I wish that I think that that was like, not just something that I wanted to do because it feels like what Arthur should be doing, but that it actually was like more rewarding in the game where sometimes I'd be like, Hey man, like you'll get an additional 30% experience or something. I don't know, whatever. Right. For the next 12 hours like how valheim gives you like the rested bonus right yeah uh just something some type of gameplay mechanic where it felt more meaningful than like oh your cores come back faster because i can essentially eat beans and chug whiskey to make my cores go back too so (laughs) i will say that that game has a and i don't think that it couldn't have been like purpose like on purpose um like when they were making the game i think it was just kind of one of those like magic moments that kind of just happened in like like right now i'm i'm just in the woods in the game i haven't done a story mission in like three days and i've literally just been hunting legendary animals catching legendary fish and doing just random like woodsman shit just i'm a i'm in the woods just doing shit and like there's no rhyme or reason to it other than hunting and fishing and shooting people in the face you know they cross me that's Right, robbed a couple of trains, you know, took a couple of stagecoaches, but I mean, other than that, most of the time I'm just I'm just literally sitting in the mountains. Like I've had the same campsite, um, like for like the entire day up in like the way northwestern part of the map, just mm-hmm. doing shit. Right, snowy area or no, not quite. No, northwest of like Strawberry. Um, it's, I think it's okay. technically Big Valley, but there's I'm trying to do a challenge right now where I have to shoot five cougars with a bow, which is hard by the way, and... Uh, yeah. Um, Got to make improved arrows for that, right? No, you don't have to. You shoot them right in the face. They'll die right away. <laughs> Directly in the nose. You have to shoot them right in the face, and if your dead eye is drained, you're going to die. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, I've gotten two of the five so far. <laughs> but, okay. All right. um, that whole area is, is nice because there's bear and uh, elk and... There's a trapper out that way, right? The close to that area that yeah, you're in, a so you can station. go and sell your stuff pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. I will say, and I have a yeah, clip, I and I'll, about. I have a clip, and I'll put it up on uh, YouTube, and I'll share it on Twitter or something. But I was, I went to the the snowy mountains, and I shot the legendary bison, and its fur was in the back of the horse, and then I went and caught the legendary salmon, and it's one of those big fish which you also have to put on the back of your horse. Well, I couldn't because the fur was there. So I was walking down, I was walking, like my horse following me, I was walking, I was going to walk all the way to Strawberry. Yeah. And I was about, I was coming down like the final stretch of the mountain and a fucking goat out of fucking nowhere rammed me and killed me. (laughs) And I had the clip of it and I was like, I didn't even know what happened until I saw the goat fucking swing back and run away. And I was like, are you serious? Like, what the fuck? Luckily, your legendary pelt will get saved. Yeah, if you drop it, it saves. But the fish, I had to go back and re-catch it. Really? Um, yeah. I was super disappointed. I didn't know that. I did know that if you lost a pelt, that it was like automatically sent to the trapper, essentially. Yeah. 
but I so like I a did. cheat is that you can literally kill the animal and skin it and then leave it there and then like fast travel home and it's already at the trapper for you. Yeah, which I mean I don't cool feature, but yeah, not immersive. Yeah, I'll, I'll post the clip of on like I'll make a YouTube short of it and I'll post it up on Twitter and YouTube and but it's that's pretty I, funny. Yeah, it was I was so sad because I was up in that mountain for like in 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 real life time like an hour and a half. And I was yeah. walking down this fucking mountain with this big ass salmon with the horse behind me holding this bison pelt and then a ram out of nowhere just smokes me and I'm fucking dead. Like <laughs> so I, mad. I think um I mean so like the random events like that make the game really, really special. But the other thing that I think is so interesting about it is how like um you can find new things basically every playthrough, especially if you're trying to play the game differently. Yeah. So like I know that you and I were talking the other day and I generally play the game as like a good version of Arthur for the most part. Like it is as honorable as you could be kind of person. And this time I'm playing like a complete piece of shit. Like I'm robbing everyone. I'm murdering everybody. Not being a, a good citizen. So I had the the this random event that occurs every now and then where, you know, you'd be riding down a trail and all of a sudden there'll be like a lady on the side of the road like, oh, help me, help me. And she's hurt and she's in pain. And you get closer and you can see that her horse has like collapsed of a fucking heart attack or something and broke her leg. <laughs> and she asks you for a ride home. Well, generally, I'm like, it's always a pain because it's never really that close. Like, it'll be like, hey, can you take me back to Emerald Ranch? And you're in like Santa Anita or some bullshit. Yeah. So you got to you gotta ride with this lady for like 10 in-game minutes sometimes to get her back where she's going. But I've done that in past playthroughs and and gotten the reward or whatever. And, you know, it, I think you get some, like, some type of valuable reward plus, like, a bump to your honor level. But this time, being a total piece of shit, I had, like, the complete freedom to just be like, you know, hey, what's going on, miss? And she's like, you know, oh, I'm hurting, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of just sat there for a second. And mentally, in my head, I was like, well, that sucks. <laughs> and I just shot her. <laughs> and I robbed her. <laughs> and I kept on riding. And I thought, you know what? Sometimes being the bad guy, privileges. I get to save my own time here. Still got the reward because I took it right out of her pockets. Um, yeah. I, you know, and we're going to keep on going. I've been trying to be as good as possible. I want to get the, I was trying to get the, uh, your honor meter all the way to the right, to the white zone, right? And then uh, like two days ago, I was like, you know what? Life's too short. <laughs> and I yeah. started doing all horse, a whole bunch of bad be a, shit. A good person in real life. I want to be a piece of shit on this video game. So yeah, like I bumped into um somebody on a horse in Ansberg, and he said something slick. I forgot what it was, and I, I thought I had my pistol equipped. I apparently, had my uh my rolling block rifle, and I, <laughs> I quick shot him right in the face with that thing. I'm just like oh, like it surprised me. <laughs> Yeah, it's always fun when you do uh, like a close quarters kill too in that game, you know, like where it'll be like, oh, I meant to punch this guy, but you're he accidentally whips out the double barrel like sawn off from your pistol belt and literally takes the guy's like top half of his skull <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah. And you're like, oh, <laughs> what a punch. One punch, man. Like, <laughs> oh, really man. got him with that one. So anyway, I hope let's move along. Yeah, go ahead. Just uh, well, if you were going to say, I hope that they make more content for it, so do I, but I wouldn't hold my breath. No, I um, hope they make a third one. I found out today, because I was watching it, that over 2,000 people worked on that game. Jesus Christ. That'll put into perspective for you, like some games that you know that have like, you know, hey, this is a good game. How many people worked on this? On the first one, which was also like really, really amazing, 800 people-ish worked on it and it was like north of 150 million dollars to make or 100 million and then the second one had over 2,000 people and the top estimates are that it was over a half billion dollars to make that game yes but i will say that when it came out it was the largest entertainment release Ever, of, yeah, of no, it, they made their money back, no problem. Yeah, like I'm talking about like movies, TV shows, like everything. It was, yeah, ever. It was, yeah, Fact. nuts. Which nuts. is so cool though for the medium of video games for people oh, to yeah. see that and then like take it seriously, you know. And it was actually worth it. Like it was actually reflected on how good the game was too. Yeah, agreed. No, yeah, super cool. Um, so yeah, the 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 other thing that I think that um 
I've been playing a bit lately, and I know that you have too because you came and joined my server the other day, is Valheim. Um, and I'm just, I, I'm not even going to talk about this for long. I think the game is fantastic. If you haven't played it yet and you're into um, survival games with like a cool building aspect, uh, it's Viking themed and the world progression is like second to none. Like the first playthrough that you have, progressing through the game, getting new materials and new um, recipes and being able to build stuff and build bases is like the most fun you'll ever have. So go check the game out. Uh, it's incredible. We did an episode with the guy who did um, the music for the game, which is also really good. And you guys can go check that out. I think that was episode nine. Don't hold me to that. I think that's what it was. His name is uh, Patrick Yarlstam. Yarlstam. So yeah, go check that out. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, just trying to get prepped for the Mistlands DLC whenever they drop that. It's supposed to be a new biome, new weapons, new armors. Um, I saw in the most recent community update they're going to have like some new hairstyles, which cool, sure. like not a big deal, but cool. Yeah. I, it made me actually uh, think that I'm uh, I'm surprised that there's no way in game right now to change that stuff, like in game, because right now if you wanted to change your hair or beard, like you have to start a new character. And it seems like a thing where, like, maybe you could get, like, certain materials together, but then, like, create, like, a um, like a shaving station or something like that so you could, like, change that stuff on the fly. Yeah, I mean, I will say that, though, you're going to be wearing a helmet 98% of the time in the game, so it doesn't really matter, <laughs> you know? I'm one of those role-player dudes, though, that, like, when I go out in the forest in, like, an area that I know I'm not going to die in, I'll just roll around literally shirtless and not wearing <laughs> any type of helmet. No armor, <laughs> just a pair of pants. Uh, hunting knife and a bow kind of thing. Like yeah, that's yeah. how I explore Black Forest most of the time. Well, uh, the Valheim. Well, we've talked about it probably a thousand times already, but it is so good. And it came out of nowhere, and it's just the, there are many avenues of like entertainment in that game. You have like, you know, mm-hmm. there really are. Like you know, like the. the Boss fighting part of it is really fun and going through like the story, which it's not like a like a directed story, but you know, right? But it's still a linear path to, you know, beat the game. And but then you also have like not entirely true. Don't have to go about it in a linear fashion. You should. You should. It's highly suggested. Yes. But I have seen people beat the game in reverse, which is insane. Yeah. Like do Yagluth first and then motor and then bone mass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! But uh, it it is a lot of fun though, and I think the bit the best server, well, one of the best servers I ever played was when we first played it, and it was interesting because playing with a big group of friends, like everybody kind of like drops into a role. Like you got that one guy who's the builder, and then one guy who is really into farming, and then you'll have one guy who's like, "Hey, let's go mine, you know, what we need to mine, and uh, we'll go out and do these expedition kind of things," and um. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it really just is like the most fun you'll ever have with friends in a game that can be as casual as you want, but also offers like enough challenge that like it is a lot of fun to try and get geared up to go into a new biome and kind of go on those explorations and things like that. So highly recommend. Yeah, the the building in it is also, I think the building is my favorite part. I, I get zoned out and I... Like when you we were on that one server, like I'd just tell you, but yeah, dude, load it up, and then I'd be on there for like three hours, and I'd build some crazy ass structure, and I love, yeah, I fucking love building in that game. I've gotten better at it, but I think you're definitely still the probably the better of the two of us at building. Yeah, There's a little sure. treehouse I'm building in Valheim. We'll, we'll put on, we'll stream it sometime, but eventually, I think it's gonna be my masterpiece. But uh, I fixed the mod, by the way. You won't take water damage. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Figured it out. I forgot to enable that entire section. That's exactly yeah, that's, that's what, what it was. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That being so. said, uh, Valheim, great game by itself. Vanilla, fantastic. But uh, Valheim Plus as a mod is amazing. Yeah, it so, will elevate the game experience. Yes, uh, highly recommend. Check out. There's a lot of mods on Nexus Mods for Valheim, so go check it out. See what you think. But the game itself, by itself, no mods, totally worth the playthrough. If mods 100%. are not your thing, or you feel like they're over your head. It's still fucking amazing. Go check it out. Facts. Big facts. Um, the next two that we've got, one of them is me and one of them is you. So I'll just quickly say, uh, the only other thing right now that I'm playing is uh, I'm doing an Elden Ring playthrough on PC. Uh, I 
platinum the game on ps5 already and it's really good and i had a buddy of mine who was like hey we should get together and play something let's play elden ring so i put together a build and i just wanted to tell you guys about the build really and then we're going to move along to the next thing but um i essentially built a uh an arcane build but where we're not focusing on weapons at all like no melee weapons it's literally completely focused around the dragon communion seal and uh the dragon incantations so um those are highly effective throughout the entire game um the rot breath um i'm trying to remember what it's called oh the scarlet rot so any of the dragon incantations that um basically proc scarlet rot uh will kill any boss if you can hit them with that and then back away Frostbite's another really good one, and then I use Dragon Maul or Dragon Claw, depending on low level, high level, but um, go check it out. A lot of fun. Really good build, and uh, that's really all I wanted to say about that. The game is still a lot of fun, and it looks absolutely amazing on PC, which this is my first time playing on like 1440p with decent equipment, and uh, I've been super impressed. Yeah, Elden Ring is solid single-player game. We we were talking about the multiplayer, and we won't get into that right again. For the yeah, I'm gonna try it time. again at some point, but yeah, first 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 try through, I wasn't super impressed with the multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the game I've been playing, and I've been super excited for was Call of the Wild, the Angler, made by the same people who make the Hunter Call of the Wild, which is a game that we both enjoy yeah. immensely. Great game, um, fantastic game. Call of the Wild, the Angler, um. Mm. It's good. It's a fishing. It's a basically can, a fishing version. What? I was gonna say maybe we could do a um, like a non-podcast version, but maybe we could do a live stream sometime soon of uh just us playing the hunting game and then shooting shit, getting drunk. Sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we do usually, except we just don't stream it. <laughs> but Thanks. um, it's good. It has all the bones there. Um, when I I got the hunter called the wild when it first released. And it was just the two reserves, and it was a good game, but it was it was very light. They, there wasn't a whole lot of content, right? There was only a couple weapons, a couple species. You only have the two reserves. This game only has the one reserve. There's a really a good amount of species for the fish. There's different uh, like biomes for them. They have their own... Like cycle, like uh, certain fish will come out at certain times, and like that aspect is really good. Like the bones are there, and if they do the same thing that they did with the hunter call of the wild, which I'm sure they will, they will continue to expand upon that forever because the hunter call of the wild is has been out for years now, and they they're still releasing quality DLC for it. Is that is it close? Just finish it. Just pour the rest in your fucking glass. We're getting close. God damn. Um, it's a solid a game. Fair bit I'm, in here I, already. I'm excited for the future of it because if they recapture the magic the hunter had, it's going to be a great game. And then we talked about this before we re- hit record, but uh, if they combined like the fishing elements and the hunting elements into one single game from the same company, my head will fucking explode. So since we talked about that, I'm I'm remembering now War Thunder did that where they started out with only a playing game, and then they made a uh, tank version, and then they were like, let's just smash these together and see what happens. So you can have ground combat going on at the same time that you have the air combat going on in, in uh, War Thunder now. Huh. I never played yeah. either of them. So War Thunder super fun, and I used to play the um, like the airplane version with Bishop all the time. Me and him and my buddy Josh played the ever-living shit out of War Thunder um, back when I first got into PC gaming. So this was like 2012, 2013, 14, somewhere in there. But um, really fun game, free to play. Um, check it out if you want to. But um, yeah, no, that that made me think of it when we were talking about the poss- possibility of kind of smashing the two together. Yeah, it'd be cool. I hope, that, I hope that's like the end goal for them. Um, there's a gem in the hunter call of the wild. It's such, Oh man, if you're dead, it's fucking great. It's a fantastic <laughs> game. If you're like you can pull a single dude, all white new balances, fire up. Your yeah. PC yeah. And... If you're a single dude with no kids. I mean, you might find some enjoyment in it, but it's a nice slow game. And 
is, is one of the best games to like drink a beer to. It's just oh man, gets you when it hits a deep sale. I'll come check it out probably with you. No, I mean fishing is not my thing in real life, but um, I might would enjoy it. We'll see. It's it's good. It, it's still it's still a beautiful world. And great. Yeah, it's still, it looks, like, looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm I'm gonna play a little bit more. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two got me pretty hooked again so i've been i haven't touched call the wild the angler in a while but um i think i'm playing rdr2 when we get off uh when we uh shut down the stream here but um yeah we're probably gonna do the same thing yeah but um no i think uh just kind of to wrap up we um we're gonna be um putting out some other some you know some more shows coming up here in the future with some Mm -hmm. some more games developers and um trying to come up with some you know really cool interviews for you guys based on the stuff that we thought looked interesting um the other thing we just recorded an episode um with a friend of ours who has a podcast that's not really related to gaming actually but um could be pretty interesting at times um it's called the the good faith idea exchange uh with our buddy um tyrone thomas who we served with while we were in the navy and uh we just did a full episode um over on his show about um the podcast and just kind of how it came together and uh what the experience has been like so far so if you guys are interested in that or if you're enjoying kind of what we're doing here definitely go check that out um give him a listen and um we'd really appreciate that but otherwise um i think dj i'm getting ready to uh hang it up here and maybe go down the rest of this glass and go rob some some folks in uh red dead yeah sounds good um as always follow us on twitter um wherever you listen to podcasts at leave us a review it helps us helps us out a lot. Um, I can't express that enough, but it helps us out a lot. We have some big interviews coming up. Um, we can't really talk about all of them right now, but we got some, we got some good 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 stuff on deck. So yeah, stay tuned. Keep for an that. eye out for it. Yep. The other thing, DJ, I don't think we've ever told people like if they want to um, support what we're doing here um, financially, like if you guys ever want to like buy us a beer or something like that, like we have a supporter feature through Anchor for sure. Um, I think that's the only platform that that's actually available on. But um, if you are listening to the show and you're like, hey, man, I think this is awesome um, and you want to, um, you know, kind of give to the show in that way, feel free. Like we would really appreciate it. And um uh, it would help us have beer money to go and support some of our local breweries and bring you guys some cool drinks. So yeah. check it out. Yeah. Buy us a beer. Tell us what beer to buy. We'll feature it on the show. Ooh, if we can find it. If Although yeah, I think you yes. can total wine basically anything to your door these days. So you probably could. If you tell us to get Bush Light though, I will I'll do I'll it. get Bush Light. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> if it's Coors no though, question. get out of here. Oh, dude. I love Coors. I hate Coors. That's a the whole fact other that topic. Last time I think that you said that you liked Bush Light Concentrate and you won't drink Coors. I have to rethink our friendship. Banquet beer's fantastic. <laughs> He's just staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'll fight you for it. I think I think yeah. Banquet Beer is the best American lager under 10 bucks for a six oh year. So. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is the final episode of Pours and Pixels. <laughs> yeah, we will be going our separate ways after this episode. All right. uh, Good night, everyone. Peace. See you guys.